Hello and welcome to another episode of Bertie and Paul's podcast. I am delighted to be joined by Michael Dahl, or Michael, or Michael Dahl, and uh, the glorious Danny D. Devani. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. Yeah. So basically what happened was, me, me and Hendo knocked our podcast out last night and then 10 seconds later my, my phone and my email and everything blew up was Dan Devani was calling me saying what about me and then Mikey Dow was on the phone so we've got to do another podcast to, I, I just didn't think anybody was around I, I, I thought Mikey Dow was in Scotland I thought you were in Scotland so I didn't think you wanted me to speak to you I knew Hendel was home so I apologise for not asking you to come on last night but I'm delighted he's he's wanting to get back into the new year so uh, 2023 off to a good start yeah 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 so delighted watch, so we're, we're back to, <laughs> we're back to talk about uh we can talk about two things. We can talk about the Celtic Rangers game. We can talk about uh, Mikey Dahl's, uh was it trip to where did you go? St Johnston game was it? I went. Yeah, I went St Johnston game. game. Did you go as well, Dan? Did you go? No, I wasn't home till the 28th. Did you go to the football then? No, it was Hibs away that night. I actually landed in Glasgow at five o'clock that night. And you met up with a few guys as well. Did you make up, meet up with Trick? Yep, I met Mick yeah. and Barry and your brother Stephen and. Bunsy, yeah, a few boys. And is this podcast going to be called Betty Wasn't Allowed Out? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Harsh. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I want to hear all about Scotland because I'm not talking to both of you. And I want to hear your, your views or your views on the game and then your views on my sort of rants, my sort of low-key discussion about last night with Hendo. So, yeah. Uh, Mikey, you want to take it away first then? Give me your th- thoughts and give me your thoughts on the Celtic uh, Rangers game first of all. Then you watched it in town in, in, in London. I wa- yeah, I did. I watched it um, in the pub with two of your brothers and one of your brothers' friends, William McPhillamy. So it was um, yeah, kind of full house uh, of of peer and peer associates and uh, or sorry, Bertie and Paul podcast associates. And yeah, I mean, there was there weren't that many people watching the game. To be honest, there was us, and then one other guy who was a Celtic fan. And then, funnily enough, when Rangers went two one up, a Rangers fan turned up, but um, you know, started whistling the Ryan Kent will tear you apart song, and then went away in a huff. So uh, that was quite satisfying. Um, so that was <laughs> yeah, that was that was where we watched it, um, and. So I've been listening to a lot of Ange Postacoglu. I mean, we've played so many games since the restart of the World Cup. I've been listening to a lot of Ange Postacoglu at press conferences, as I always do. Um, they always come up on my YouTube feed, and I just, yeah, I always listen to them. But anyway, um, when I heard the team, because there was a bit of chat yesterday between you and Ange about the team, um, yeah, I wasn't as perplexed about James Forrest starting as maybe some others were, because I heard Postacoglu say that basically it was in an answer to a question from a, a Celtic podcaster, you know, that for his wingers, you know, if, if teams are sitting in and doing the low block, as they as they like to call it, he likes Abada and Jota because they're kind of, you know, they're good at breaking teams like that down. And then if there's more like space in behind, it's Maida and I don't know if he actually said Forrest. But anyway, that was the 
that was my takeaway from that kind of little section that he does. He doesn't he doesn't give much away in his press conference, Postacoglu, but he actually did in that one a bit of a tactic he's thinking. Um, so I wasn't. That's a long-winded way of saying I wasn't that surprised that Forrest and Maeda started because I was thinking Rangers are going to come at us because it's Ibrox and probably going to leave some space in behind, which actually they did, and that was like that's kind of where we got our first goal. Um, so yeah, I, I was kind of, you know, I was I I, I was fine before the start, and I kind of I, I got the tactical reasons for that, and I, you know, I thought that was fairly sound. I thought Forrest has done pretty well for us this season, so you know, what wasn't too too bothered about the team. Um, I, you know, like throwing Alistair Johnson in was a big call, but I. I I haven't seen him at the World Cup. I had no problem about that at all. So, so yeah, that that was um, that's kind of what I, what I thought. I mean, the, the the big thing for me and what I yeah, I mean, maybe we're going to discuss this. I won't like kind of dive straight in, but uh, you know, I I just think definitely since the World Cup has restarted, I, I don't think he's managed the squad that well. Foster Cogba, I do. You know, I would agree, but I think you were kind of saying that. And I th- you know, I think going into that game, Greg Taylor with an injury, and think you know, if that's our, our backup left back is not ready or able, I I mean Alexander Bernabe, if he's not able to come on and just replace Taylor like for like seven months into the season, you know, I think yeah. Well, I guess what I think is Postecoglou this season more than last has been kind of more probably you know more rigid in his team selection, and I just think there's a lot more the way he kind of says it is oh you know, we've got a player for every position. I kind of feel like he has got stuck in a rut by just picking the same players, and that became a little bit unstuck because of that because we some players were undercooked and we had to you know like when. But obviously, we brought Juranovic on out of position and he didn't look in the right frame of mind. And I'm thinking, well, with three or four games where we could have Burnley, could have played and started at least one of those games. So, yeah, that, that was kind of, that was my one slight criticism. Would you, Dan, but, what did you think then, government? Did you, what did you think then, team and selection of... Because that, that's actually making me in my head after having this conversation and listening to it again last night. And I'm like, we're told that they, there's so much pressure on the on the players to perform in training because there's so much competition. Yet, when our left back goes down, we 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 turn it we turn to a right back come off a World Cup, not to the boy that we bought. Which again, it's it's a good decision. Uh, it's a good decision in terms of. Uh, seniority and stuff like that, but but it didn't work out, did it? Like it didn't really. No, it's it, it's a tough one, and I think everybody's like um, everybody's already said it a lot. But the the team selection, I think most people were surprised. Uh, obviously, Mike wasn't surprised. I, I don't listen to much of the press conference, even being honest, um, especially the ones over Christmas. Um, I was surprised that Forrest started. Um, Johnson coming in, of course, was a surprise, but again, wasn't he overly concerned? Um, you got to get a guy a chance at some point. I know it's a big match and all that. Um, but the, when Taylor did go off, 
Juranovic coming on, I was kind of like, okay, he's obviously a a great replacement. I know Bernabe is on the bench, but it just it was it was such, it was terrible when he came on. No, I mean he just he, he looked kind of shell shocked coming off the bench. I don't know if he didn't warm up properly. I don't know if he's carrying an injury for the World Cup, um, or as I've also seen mentioned, he's pulling out. It wasn't he. No, he could. It was kind of half challenging and pulling out a couple of tackles a bit. Is that because he's in the shop window? I don't know. You know what I mean? Um, it, it's a tough one, but it, no, it, de- it definitely didn't work out. And um, Juranovic obviously looked to be out of position for the first goal, and he just didn't look comfortable in the ball. Um, the same with Forrest. Is like Forrest. He just his his distribution was terrible yesterday. Um, I'd like to see stats for like completed passes because um, he seemed to be giving the ball away a hell of a lot. And, Obviously, his first time he's played with Johnson, so he can't really blame him for that. I um, hated the fact that he was offside. See, that time that ball went through and he was offside. Mm-hmm. For a senior player, I was like, "Sod, come on!" Just as I was shouting, "Just be better. Just do it. Just do it right." I, mean, I think he got caught a couple of times like that. Even the lads in the middle get caught a couple of times with like that, you know. But Maeda did. Like I think you said it on your podcast um, yesterday that Maeda did have a decent go at Tavernier the first half. Um, he get past him a couple of times. A couple of times I never get past him. But as Kendall said, the distribution it's just like passing into the wind. You don't know where it's going to go. You know what I mean? Well, again, I looked into the goals again today. So what I'm saying with Juranovic is that the Rangers knew what was happening. They knew he was sort of he looked a bit he looked a bit uh, ragged. So even though Melis is getting slated off Rangers and they follow follow the guys are getting t- need to get them punted. What they did was Morella started to take Starfelt for a walk, so Starfelt can't come across. And Slanko just, if Janovic moves up the field, they're sort of pulling him out of position. He doesn't know if he's got to go up and go for Tavernier. You can see that. Starfelt goes to come across to help Janovic and then steps back. Steps back. If you, I steps back, and that's just that split second decision. I think if they come over and met the man, obviously it leaves everybody one and one in the centre. Um, but I think, it might have been a better outcome but, but who knows yeah but I think that they've said to Morelos if you see for the second goal Morelos is pulling he's pulling people away and that leaves the space for Kent who's partly playing sort of close in the centre it leaves Kent right out because Johnson's got like Johnson's got like 20 yards to spin back and get him but that's well sorry that's what I'm reading Morelos has been told to start pulling people and you can't for all Morelis is Morelis, I understand that, but he's still a threat, so you have to have somebody on him. And then if Tavernier's... And then what they said was they were trying to pull Maeda in. So they pull Maeda into the pitch, which leaves Tavernier and Slanko sort of free. So Janovic has got to make a decision. Does he go with Tav or does he go... And then Starfield or somebody is supposed to come in from the middle of the park. But again... I don't know where midfield was yesterday, when it, but it looks very open that side of the pitch. I mean, you, you can see it if you see it from a different angle, like from kind of behind the Celtic defence. You see it, we're, we're, we're half attacking, we're going into attack, and that's why Juranovic steps up. And then he just, we lose it and he gets caught out straight away, the ball goes over the top of him, and that's unbeat. You but, know, like, but, so. But it's how, how many times have we. We, how many times in Europe do we get caught with just two players? Too many. Too many, so what's the difference between playing that and playing against Rangers? Getting caught with two players is that maybe they've got a player, 
a wee bit more pace about him, a wee bit more awareness to get moving, and then we're all turning on our heels and running back the way, which seems to have, seems to have happened. Just across the Coggle in Europe as well, like he, we're one up, he always goes for the kill. He always tries to go for more goals. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the, and again, maybe that's what the emphasis was on, on the match. Like, right, we're one up. Instead of seeing it out to half time, or sorry, instead of like kind of managing it a bit better, um, go for the, go for the uh, the jugular, and that's what has actually killed us in Europe a couple of times. We've one nil up, instead of seeing the game out in the second half, we're still going for that second goal to try and kill it. Mike, you see, see, you're sitting in the boozer then. Morelos does that pass under tremendous pressure for Celtic players. We've created that opportunity for ourselves. Once that goal goes in, are you thinking? I'm thinking cricket score. Yeah, I, I, like that was like that first 25 minutes, 30 minutes, the game was playing out exactly how I thought it would. You know, that there would be those spaces in behind that Maida goes. And then Maida, as you said, a couple of times, he just he was going past Tavernier like he wasn't there. There was just a bit more space for him to run into. Um, so yeah, I, I was exactly the same. I was thinking, yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna run a cricket score here, and, and I just as much as you know, we pinpointed Joe Hart's kind of weird attempt to well whatever he was doing. But I do think you know, Taylor, this is what I mean about our like our squad and you know, like Greg Taylor. Is, has been excellent for us um, this season. You know, the, the, the part of the equation about bringing in competition at the left backs in the left back area has really pushed Taylor on to new heights, which has been great. But to, the, to such an extent that when he went off yesterday, I, we're going to say we crumbled, but, you know, we were shaky. I think that was the, the big moment for us. And I, I, I personally know Martin Henry disagreed with me over over the text, but I, I just don't think that I, yeah, I, I think playing a right-back at left-back or a left-back at right-back, it's a fish out of water. I just think it's such a difficult ask. I know Juranovic has done it before, but I think it's such a difficult ask, particularly in a game like that, replacing you know one of our best players this season with someone who's that's not his position. Everything that has to think, you know, if you're just a little bit if you're just coming back from the World Cup and maybe your mind's slightly elsewhere and you're having to think, you know, everything, you know, it's just, everything's harder. You know, you're having to think almost in reverse. Everything you've got to do is kind of switched around. I, you know, I, I, I do think that was a really big moment for us and it did kind of change the game in their favour. So that was kind of, that, that's what I felt, really. Um, I, there's very few full-backs, like right-backs that can play left-back. I'm trying to think of them, like Dennis, Dennis Irwin, Andreas Bremer and Tom Boyd, right? Very, very different Dan, levels of ability there. Dan McGrain. Maybe, maybe Dan <coughs> McGrain, right? But it's just, you know, they're a very team football. Juranovic is none of those players. Um, you know, he was getting plaudits in the World Cup for, you know, as much as Defending against Vinicius Junior, you know how he was getting forward on the right and the right hand side. That that's very much what he's good at. So I just I think yeah, he was the, that's not his position. It killed the momentum of the game. And where is our backup left back? It should just be a, a straight roll in, right, Bernabe. You're the you know you're the three million pound signing, and um, from this summer, like straight in, you know, and you've 
you've maybe played one of the one of the second games that we've already had since post the World Cup, so you're not, you know, you're not undercooked going into it. Uh, that that was that was a thing that, you know, I do think was a bit of a down. I think it changed the game that game, and I also think that that is a little bit of a yeah an oversight from Postecoglou. Here's a question. Here, Dan, here's a question then, just to continue Mikey's thought then. What, what's the point of having him on the bench? Right, so your, your left back, so you bring your left back on to play when we're 4 nothing up. Is that a point? Is that, would that be a reasonable assumption to have somebody on the bench just to give him experience of playing? Or does he, the reason why he's on the bench is if somebody's injured, you can't play in that position? Surely that's the reason. Surely that's the, that's the logical move, but listen, it's happened many a time before. You know what I mean? For different positions and different reasons. But what do you have now? You've there. got a guy that's low confidence and you've got a guy that's leaving his anyway and didn't play that well. Maybe so, he's not performing in training, you know? But should he be on the bench then, should he? I'm just, again, I'm just going through the argument in my head. If he's not performing and he's not, he's not being trusted to play after 25 minutes... A Celtic Rangers game when we're one nothing up, remember, and pretty much in control. If he's not trusted to play, then at that stage. But if you're looking at your bench and you've got there a World Cup semi finalist and Juranovic sitting there who you know he can play left back as well, and you're looking at a guy who's maybe not performing in training, you're probably going to go right. We'll go Juranovic for one nil up. He's a guy with a bit of composure. He can play well. He's got confidence in. Maybe he's got more confidence in him. I know what you're saying. You've got a fair point. But then, but then, why take if Juranovic is there and take take that logic of Juranovic is absolutely flying? You know, confidence is so high because he's just got to a World Cup semi final. Why are you starting Alistair Johnson in front of him? Like play him then, play Juranovic at right back. You know what I mean? Like so, yeah. Sure. I, just yeah, good point. It's just a strange, you know. It was just a strange set of decisions. I thought. Aye. As I say, unless, plus, Juranov- plus, unless he's not playing Juranovic because he's just, as I say, he's in the shop window, maybe his heart was doing it. I don't, I don't know, there could be a million reasons. Um, Postacoglu has stated that if you're there and you're training, you're playing for Celtic. That's what he said. He said that the people are there in, the, in, my, in my squad play for Celtic. If anything changes, they leave. That's what he said. And he was asked about 20 times if Ranovic is leaving. He said, no, no. He's here, he's training, he's here to play for Celtic. And that was that. So he it was. wasn't also... See, see one of the Japanese boys on the bench? The yep. only other Japanese guy. Isn't he a left... He's a left-sided centre-half, right? Mm-hmm. Kobayashi, yeah. Surely, I mean... You know, would he not have been a better shout to come on at left-back? Left that is my, is my point. I, 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 don't, I just... I just really don't. I think it's so hard for a right back to play left back. This, I just it was just a weird, a weird set of decisions. But if he, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If he's done it before and he's he's done well before, well, there's no concern, is there? <sighs> but you're, I, you're right. Well, I, I, why, why is he starting in front of Johnson? Yeah, like, oh, sorry, why is Johnson starting before him? Then that's a fair comment. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think. Say. I think as well. I think as well. Michael Beale has got some tactical chops. He has got a bit about him in terms of changing things in games. So, Postecoglou, if you put somebody in a different type of position, I mean, Rangers basically just changed the, the, the way they were playing to target him. 
and it worked, didn't it? And, and, yeah. and maybe when he's playing yeah. against Aberdeen or Mullerwell or whoever he's playing against, he's not going to be targeted or they won't have enough pace to do him. Which he was targeted and he was out of position and he did look ring rusty. And But then Hendo said yesterday he does have these games in him as well. I mean, he's not, he's not just because he played well in the World Cup, he's not, he's not a five-star. He's not, he's not Tierney, you know. And even Tierney can't even get in the Arsenal team tonight. So... Mm. And also, no, I, again, it's a difficult position to play. It's it, this inverted. There's no inverted fullbacks at the weekend or Monday night. There was none of that happening. So it's a difficult position to play at the best of times, and also when the level goes up. And we've seen it time and time again in Europe, and we've seen it again. It, it's like as Mikey points out, with a guy that's got to probably deal with more variables, different side of his foot, different side of the pitch. Plus, he's got to try and invert. Which he didn't invert, did he? Or he didn't try to. I think the second goal, like, he's, he's, he's bo- his bottle goes and he starts going back the way, back the way, back the way. Yeah. And the last thing, you, as a Celtic fan, you want to see Janovic going back the way because that usually means yeah. goal. <laughs> Panic. Yeah. yeah. And I did more about him in that Shakhtar game about how, the way he did that. And I know you, you were saying that Mudrick guy done it. Yes. Interesting flick, Paul, and that's what, what done him. But, I, you know, I thought he was... You know, he's a bit suspect when it comes to that. You know, someone kind of running at him like that and pinning him back. He he gets caught in two minds. He I caught the ball. But again, again, so let's let's look at. So we've looked at the goals and all that sort of stuff. But let's just look at again. I'm actually it goes on to the balance of the team. So the team is unbalanced after 25 minutes because of the changes we made. How do you think our midfield stood up to the challenge against... I don't even know if Rangers had a midfield. Apparently they did. Apparently their midfield dominated us in the second half. But again, I don't watch football to watch Rangers. I mean, so... I I personally think we had had most of the ball yesterday. You know what I mean? I know Rangers apparently dominated the second half and we obviously... We didn't do much with it. They did a little bit more than us. But... I think we we did have most of the ball and we just we didn't produce a hell of a lot and that obviously showed from the amount of shots we had in goal you know um, I don't think McGregor had a save to make apart now obviously picked the ball at the net twice but um, with the midfield okay aye they were alright like but there, there was nothing there was no I thought Hitati was doing well in the first half um, but again I think that's when Rangers just weren't in it at all and we were just we we could have we could have and should have got a second um in that in that first half after we went one up, you know what I mean? Um with a couple of when they say clear cut chances, but decent chances. Um I, I don't think we're rolled over by any stretch of imagination in midfield. Mikey. Um <clears throat> no again about about the way he's using the squad at the minute compared to last season, he seems to be a lot more loyal with his team selections like O'Reilly's pretty much playing every game and I don't think he's playing that well to be honest I'm he get you know a lot of people are a big fan of him and I can see why you know he's getting quoted from teams down in England and stuff and his stats must must look really good but you know I don't think he scores enough goals from midfield personally in that Celtic team I you know I think he's a bit too samey at times as you know like him, McGregor, they're all kind of trying to do the same thing. 
I think he needs a spell out of the team, to be honest, Matt O'Reilly, because I don't think he was particularly good yesterday. He didn't do anything that caught the eye. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't making any penetrating passes, which he was doing when he first came. I just think he needs a spell out of the team, basically. Um, and yeah, I, I agree with you, Paul. Like, I think it was definitely a case to start Aaron Moy. Um, yeah, he's more in form. I, I also don't think Callum McGregor... Like, See, Cal McGregor in the holding role is good against, uh, to kind of further what, Postecoglou didn't say this, but, I, you know, with teams set up in the low block against us, Cal McGregor absolutely dictates the pace of the game. You know, that you want him in that anchor in the midfield because it all goes through him, and, you know, and, he, and he, he can make things happen. He can control the game. See, against, like, see in Europe or against, Rangers, who are the you know biggest of you know best opponents in Scotland, they get in and around McGregor. I mean, in and around McGregor, he makes mistakes. He does give the ball away. Um, I think that a better balanced midfield would have had probably you know Moy anchoring it, and you know just, just Moy being that player that can put his foot in the ball and you know control the game a wee bit more. Um, and McGregor kind of one up with. Atati and I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have played Matt O'Reilly. I just you know I again just to try try and keep a bit more fluidity and you know have players kind of pushing each other on. It's just, it's it's come a bit it's become a bit too samey in the middle of the park. And I do think he, he got the you know the players that were in form. I Moy didn't play, and I think Matt O'Reilly's been out of form, but he he you know he appears kind of undroppable at the moment, which I never got that feeling from Postecoglou last season. You know, there were, you know, Turnbull, Padam, you know, had a run of games and, and others. It just seems like, yeah, the, the midfield's a bit samey and I think that caught up with us yesterday. I think, I think Dan, it's kind of, I think what's happening here is we're not really used to watching a, a Celtic team in Scotland being out of control under Postecoglou, we we seen it a lot under Lennon. Like Stevie G's stats against Celtic were like amazing. I was looking back, like Stevie G was like, I don't know what happened to us, but we just fell apart. And there was times in the second half, I'm, I'm, I was like, we don't really have that much control over the game. Is, is that was that me, or you know, that way it sort of was wheeling away from us a wee bit, and we done really well to pull it back in and get the goal, and 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 protect our league. Our lead to the top of the league, but it's not for the. I'm not really felt that with Celtic Rangers games for a while. We were sort of it was we were beginning to it was beginning to spiral a wee bit out of our control. If Rangers had a wee bit more quality in the pitch, uh, I'm talking about that header. Really, let's just score that header, two headers really, and uh, a couple of sort of breaks in the second half. They really should have done better. They just don't have the quality of player to do that. You know. There was there was one point in the first half. Do you remember where like we were losing the ball, we'd done a bad pass or whatever, or we're trying to attack. Sorry, we're just losing the ball, and then Rangers would give it straight back to us within five that seconds. Shocking. I think it happened about six or seven times in a row, and the Rangers fans were going berserk because they were kind of just punting it up the park because we were putting pressure on them, and it was just gone straight to us, and then we were losing it again. It was it was it was shocking to watch kind of thing for both sides, you know. It was really terrible, but as I say, it's like Rangers definitely had the more chances. Um, but we're able to control. Um, I don't know. I just think we just didn't have the ideas. 
Um, as I say, Jamesy wasn't bringing much to the table. Maida was at the start, and then I think Tavernier got a couple of tackles in them. Then he kind of lost his way as well. Um, Kyogo never seen the ball. What was it you said yesterday? He had eight touches. You know, that's that's unbelievable for a striker. Eight touches in one game. I mean, they're, they're um, on the flip side then. The, the Rangers fans are saying that Tav should never play for Rangers again. Morelos was useless and they need to change, change this up. And I'm like, well, but Tav actually got the better of Maida eventually, you know that way? Because I thought Tavernier was going to get absolutely destroyed yesterday. And he was, and suddenly we just weren't there that position. We didn't do that again. Not really. Yeah, you know? yeah it looked as if it was. Maida did look as if he was going to have a great day, especially obviously scoring the goal and then he went past him the next time, put that ball right across the front of the goal and I was screaming at why Kyogo and especially Kyogo, why him and Forrest weren't flying in there to put that in the net. I was screaming to be put in. And I think, is that what happened a couple of weeks ago? Was it, it might have been the St. Johnson game or the game before that at home, where about four or five came across yeah, like that. Yeah, definitely. Nabdi was there, Nabdi was there, Nabdi was there. Yeah. Um, it was Livingston, sorry. It was Livingston. Livingston. It was Livingston, not on the um, And eventually Livingston's defender put it in the net for us. <laughs> you know no. what I mean? So, Do we not anyway. score an own goal as well? This seems an idea. Uh, eventually, yeah, eventually. But, um, again, again, this isn't. I, th- I think this is good because we're sort of dissecting what happened. The, the fact is that we did come back and we did show resilience, and we do score goals in the last quarter. Which plus score good points to our fitness levels. What Beal's saying is he's saying that he looked at a team and was pushing them forward, but because and this is Michael Beal phenomenal. I mean, I think I don't know who's writing his script from it because of the. The self harm and the the terrible times we've had since him and Stevie G left the building, they just didn't have the the wherewithal to to, to get them over the line, so they were retreated in their shells. Hence the last goal. And he's saying basically, I can fix this. Wait until I think the next game's April. Wait until April, and we'll be on this. You know, what I mean, his self belief now, because he can chat away for a couple of months without being being. Because I, I think Celtic Celtic were just way beyond way beyond beyond, beyond par, uh, and we let them away with it. We were below par, de- de- I mean, definitely. But they, they, they can fly out the blocks in the second half. Like you can't you can't um, argue with that. You know, they just they totally caught totally caught us on the hop. Um, I, I feel though that like I feel that I don't know. We were definitely for the first twenty five minutes. We were. We were by far the best team. And I feel like in the last 15, we were by far the, le- the best team. Maybe, maybe I'm... Maybe, but, you know, we had a good couple of penalty shots. It was all in their box. So that's that's 40 minutes out of 90, you know what I mean, that we were... So... Yeah, I don't... I mean, it was a bit more even, I think, than you're... Than I'm... Yeah, than, than you're suggesting there, Paul. I, I do think... I, I don't... You know, we were a bit below par, and Ooh. it wasn't our best day. We made wrong team selections. Some of our players didn't play well, but we still drew two each. Do you know what I mean? Like in, like one of those Morelos headers was a was a foul on a Celtic player, in my opinion. So you know, I'm not even counting that. Um, well, our stats don't look that good. There was that like fresh air shot from Kyogo, the penalty that I think we should have had. So. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I just think it was they shaded it, but it wasn't like you know. I, I, Rangers. I, I don't know why they would take that much confidence from that game yesterday because they had 
50,000 of their own fans there. We weren't playing well and they still couldn't, they, they couldn't put us to bed. You know, I, I don't think, I'm more confident about us as a team after that than I think a Rangers fan would be personally. No, but we, we, was it was it was it possession? Was it sixty forty? I think for us, I may be corrected in that. The passes we definitely had like I think three hundred odd passes to their two hundred and something. So we'd be more passes than them. And um, as I said earlier, I don't think McGregor had a save to make out of the two goals, which obviously never saved. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I think that was that that was Joe Joe Hart in the microcosm, wasn't it? Like. Some stupid fresh air kick followed by a a really really good kind of shot stop or a good save. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, you didn't you didn't have to make you didn't have to create that uh, situation, but you got yourself out of it, mate. <laughs> but, but it's just mind boggling, as you're saying, how we were doing so well. Taylor goes off. We start losing a bit of confidence. A couple of misplaced passes by Starfelt. Juranovic doesn't look right. Hart nearly gives away a goal, and then from then on, it was just it was a bit of a car crash. They've took confidence with that, nearly scored a couple of goals, come out in the second half flying. And then I think when it's 2 1, as you say, the last 20 minutes, they've kind of just done right, let's see this out. Because we hadn't been threatening them, so I think they were quite comfortably. Unfortunately for them, they put on James Sands, so I'm convinced is uh, one of us. He's and, rubbish. Um, <laughs> oh my god, he's, he's, he's terrible. But, um, yeah, thank God we get we get the guys. You know, scrappy as it was, you know, Moy try to get it over. Um, fair play to Jota for keeping up the running, get the ball across eventually. Um, Jack and Marcus throws himself at it. Jack and Marcus as well, and it just falls. And if you see if in the goal, and Kyogo hits it now. Fair, he's just placed. He's just hurried down the middle. But the Rangers player actually moves out the road here. The boy on the line, whoever the mm. hell he is, he actually moves out the road to let it in. So, cheers, big man. Was it the, was, yeah. was it the say I say to? I say it's so famous she's playing football like the power of just standing still in the box beside the penalty yeah. area you just can't you can't uh, you can't not see how good a skill that is you can't not discount the fact you just stand there McCoy's made a living out of it just stand there that's it both. ball come at you eventually and hit it that's the thing as well it's really strange because Actually, when Mikey's talking about the, the squad reti- retention, what we see is we see three coming on, 60 minutes. Actually, uh, BBC's Radio uh, Scotland sort of went through it and said this is how Celtic go, they go play. First 20 minutes at high speed, then it'll slow down a wee bit, then they get to 60, then 60 minutes. We go again in half time, then 60 minutes we get a three come on. Three, four subs, yeah. But it didn't actually happen. Like, we didn't do... You know, I mean, I was like kind of looking around for the third second sub, the third sub didn't come on. And then it's 77 minutes. That happens, you know. And actually, to Ange's credit then, playing two players up front, we get the goal from that, which is fantastic. That's a really good decision to make because he gets the goal. But it, it just, it, again, it was just like, why are we changing the way we do things? Why? Oh, here's another question. How can we get 30... Is the change in level so much that we can hit 30 shots against every team in the world, but it gets to Rangers and we we, do, we don't get any shots? Is the change in uh, quality between Rangers and other teams so much that our levels drop? Or, I don't know, like, 
is that a no, question? Is that relevant? Yes, you're playing at Ibrox as well. As I say, you get the fifty thousand bane for your blood. Um, that goes against you as well. You know, like remember we ran over the top of them at Celtic Park. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, the, which I, listen, I don't know who Rangers have signed, who they've not signed, but it's, I'm sure it's more or less the same team we played then, you know? Oh, your man White played for them, didn't he? He played. Yeah, I mean, again, he was a guy that signed for Liverpool and went away, and then he's came back and he's chronic injuries. But, but also, are you, are you saying now, you're saying why are we changing things? Like, obviously, we're giving it earlier in the season because they weren't changing things, especially in Europe, or just kept going with the same, with the same, and no changing the. No, no, no. I'm actually, I'm not, I'm not, I'm actually not making. I'm actually just talking about it. I'm not making a comment either way because it worked. Right. I'm just. It did work. Yeah. Yeah, because 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 the guy was. I was like, oh, that's quite interesting. Celtic. That's what Celtic do. Whereas we didn't replace the three strikers. We kept one of them on. Uh, and we we repl- You know what I mean? We used our subs differently. Which gave I was surpri- us. And I was surprised he didn't take you. You're right. I, I yeah. was surprised he didn't take you off because I say it was a non-event in the match. But thank you know? God he didn't, mm. because then that's good management. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's a he positive. He's the only, he's the only player on the pitch that would have been that calm in that moment. So yeah, Jackie Marcus would have fucking went mental for the ball. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's yeah. why Kyogo. That's why Kyogo's your top goal scorer. It goes back to Paul's point a couple of minutes ago, where he's saying just stand there, the ball come to you, and that's mm. what Kyogo kind of does for the goal. You know what I mean? He's just standing there waiting. He's not getting heat first into it. It just drops them and. That's, that's the reason he's top goal scorer on the league. That was a great goal. Yeah. I mean, because you're sitting there and you're watching and you're thinking, okay, just, just keep calm. Obviously, you get one eye on the clock. And you're like, look, we've still got the players on the park. I thought Glakimakis might be the guy that gets something or maybe they were getting so physical with him. I'm like, okay, but I'm still calm here. I'm still calm. And I'm quite. But I've watched, we've watched millions of these games where we've not been calm. And it's all, f- and then you lose a goal. You lose a goal the other way. You know that way because you're throwing everything forward. How many goals have we scored in the last five minutes, man? It's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, huh? But it's brilliant. It's off the chart. It's brilliant. And then that's 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 another. But again, again, it's only a year, a year and a half into the Angie experiment. You're still learning about him, his managerial changes and the way he views things. So when he does something slightly different, it's good to see it and acknowledge it and say, okay. Because I was, I was like, get Glakimakis on, get Moy on. But then I kind of knew that Moy was never going to be the player he was when he starts. He's a different player for me, he seems to be. But yeah, but, I mean, we'd be happy. We're nine points clear. We've got brand new signings. It's really exciting. We've got loads of games in January. If the weather holds, uh, we just don't have European football, which Hendo's delighted with. But I'd like to see more European football, you know, and we've got a defender bot. Do we know what Taylor's injury is? Is it? Has it been mentioned yet? Hamstring, apparently. So he's out for a couple of weeks Ham- at least. I think so. Yeah. Um, so it'll be I interesting. Mean, he said that he, he was playing with a hamstring. They said like he had a hamstring issue before the game, which again, in retrospect, that looks like another. You know, it looks like a poor decision. I remember he was doing that with Kyogo last year. Kept on playing him, and eventually he's, he just tore his hamstring. So what yeah, is the cup? It's like. Yeah, one is a cup, Tony Samstring, and we were playing like guys for the academy and against the Johnson <laughs> Boxing Day. That's um, But yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm a happy. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm happy. I, I wasn't. I, I don't. I'm not saying that 
Paul, you and, you and Martin were being negative yesterday. We weren't necessarily being negative on here tonight, but I, I, I just felt Rangers maybe shaded it yesterday, but ultimately we went to Ibrox. They threw everything they had at us, and we still almost felt like we just strolled back up the pitch and scored in the last 10 minutes there. They'll be, they'll be sick. We should be happy. Um, so I'm, as I said, getting a lot. You know, he's 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 been too loyal to play. He's been more loyal to players than 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 he was last year. I kind of thought he had the goalie and the two center, the two center halves from McGregor were probably you know like the fixed in that team, and the rest was kind of moving parts. He's been a lot more rigid in terms of the players that he's played, and I think that you know that that has. You know that can come a cropper for you because of the way and the intensity that that, that he that we play at. But ultimately, we are we are sitting pretty. We're basically ten points clear, um, and every time we have a kind of setback, we seem to come back. We seem to have a really good response. So I yeah, don't even get that. Oh, if we lost a game, you know that could knock our confidence, and we go two or three. Yeah, I feel like any time we take a hit. We, he gets us back up for the next game pretty quickly. So that let's remember as well, the Huns like the Huns haven't exactly been blowing teams away. Either. They've come back one last minute against mm-hmm. Aberdeen. They've come back against Hibs and fucking dodgy penalty decisions as well. But Hibs and dodgy decisions with Aberdeen. So like either they've been scoring goals, they've come back and winning and stuff, which obviously we've done a couple of times in the last minute. But I wouldn't be overly concerned about them either. Yeah, I mean, that, that Aberdeen one for them, that wasn't like a Celtic type of, you know, we just keep going and we get Aberdeen just collapsed. Gave them it. I just gave them uh, it. Eight, <laughs> eight minutes of injury time and Aberdeen just basically, here's the keys to the house, in you come. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't see the glorious Artfield yesterday, I thought Artfield would be on, giving it the yeah, old... Uh, oh, he's on the bench, he's on the bench. Given instructions, yeah, uh, he's, he's yeah, it was <laughs> Captain Doofus. Not a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I I uh, as this conversation with somebody regarding selling t-shirts. I was having this conversation over Christmas and blah blah. I was talking about selling t-shirts, and they were saying that my ability to come up with like crazy things because I think of it you know, just about where my head goes. <laughs> There's Taylor just making up t-shirt memes. Well, he's lying there. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm thinking, actually, for Josh, I guess what he's calling him, guess what he's calling him. And then four minutes later, I'm like, somebody's made a t shirt of it. Like, why am I not that quick? They'd sold, they'd sold 6,000 of them before five o'clock yesterday. <laughs> I know. That was being a fortune. 6,000 t shirts. Have they actually, surely they need to confirm with him that that is what he actually said? Shut your hole, fat boy. No, because then that... they need to pay him money. <laughs> yeah, okay. he, he, definitely, he definitely said fat boy because I was like Josh Wise oh he said fat boy twice yeah he said yeah. that one why wouldn't he I mean he's a open target isn't he uh, uh, wandering about the, wandering about the pitch with his belly hanging and Morelos has come over to give it to him so obviously brilliant yeah exactly <laughs> not exactly going to yeah it's, it's an easy target I, I mean the thing is as well is you're looking forward to January now. You're looking forward to seeing these new... I mean, basically, we've got the Japanese squad playing for us now. We might be a bit top-heavy. Top-heavy, <laughs> top, top but look at that later on. When, 
But uh, yeah, and they've got they've got changes galore as well because Kent, Morelos, and stuff like that might not be there after the window. Also, it's very interesting. They're saying that in the world of football now, there's so many teams that get players that are knackered after this World Cup that teams have opened up their their pockets a wee bit and trying to get more squad players in just to cover. So we might be getting looked at for that possibility. And does that give us more ch- chances, or does that limit our chances? Of getting, obviously not in Japan, but I'm talking about a lot of football players around the, around the world. Does that limit our chances of buying an Argentinian left back, for instance? I don't know. Like, does it matter anymore? I'm not sure. We get a massive squad now, though, don't we? I mean, look, those midfielders, that midfield now, I mean, do we? Boy, McGregor, Hatati, O'Reilly, Abilgard. He's McCarthy. not there, but is he? Is Abilgard finished? See, no, he's still there. He was on the bench yesterday. I know, but did I not see a tweet saying Celtic said thanks a lot? Or was that a fake tweet? Thanks. It was like from Celtic here. Celtic here or something. Yeah. Turnbull. He was on the bench. I mean, yeah, Turnbull. Yeah, but come on. Kobayashi. Kobayashi. Yeah, yeah. And then that's a lot of players. It's a lot of. Uh, yeah, a lot of players that we need to get rid of. I mean, I, listen, I wouldn't be surprised if Abilgard. Um, leaves he clearly I mean he's obviously looking for a holding midfielder that he thinks can make a step up to the Champions League Abel Gard's not that person so move um, on yeah be interesting yeah be interesting to see who you know what this guy's like but yeah, and then we're still you know yeah no, I was just going to say all the players out on loan as well say, oh, yeah. back. I was yeah. just thinking about the left back position there but obviously we've got um Dyrislader-Pavardina-Nemi-Scapes-Me-Scales-He's-Playing-Left-Back-For-Aberdeen-And-Young-Boy-Is-Playing-St-Johnson-As-Well-Which-Is-Montgomery-Montgomery-He's
it's like you can be anybody you want to be and then it was like whatever jobs company it was and Josh is like you've not worked for it 10 years dad maybe you should sign them up I was like get lost you so basically all of Sky's adverts are basically for me yeah. But, uh, Neil, yeah. Neil Ruddock comes on and tells you you need life insurance. Yeah, that one? Yeah. But it's not life insurance. <laughs> it's not a static life insurance. It's a more of a fluid. Like, shut up. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> My wife would like a life insurance where they just I sign it and I get knocked down. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, imagine. Move on. <laughs> so, no, no stories then. I heard uh, Mr. Devaney was back at. The, the throne of docks just lorded over everybody just people were kissing the ring and all that and it was just easy an, tiger it was amazing it was just amazing just to be in your presence it was, was great it was absolutely wild as usual um, well the the young team were in for the old tune so um, is there still an old tune to, to be is. I know but it's kind of disappeared doesn't it maybe it's not no it's still there geez oh so yeah uh, it was wild enough. We were in there. The, the Bucky was getting served by the glass as usual for the fridge, as it always has done in dogs. Yeah. So it was Bucky's and Sambuca, uh, followed by a pint. So, no for us, for the man squad. Brilliant. Um, but no, dogs was great. We had a great night in there with the lads. And then we went up to um, Hemingway's no, no. in the corner. No, no, no. Is... Let's, let's not go to Hemingway's. Let's talk about dogs then. So, does the, does the young team like acknowledge your greatness? Or what, what arms they are? Does, I'm asking for. Miller Rory, did they did they give you a nod to say you're safe, or are you, or is that your dad? What, what Aye, happened? my dad was there as well. My my brother, so he's 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 the man to talk to. Don't talk to me. They don't know who I'm. Oh, they, I'm I've been in Dublin for thirteen years. They don't give you a wee nod just to make sure that you're. Yeah, I talk to people, you know. I say hello. I'm, I'm generally nice to people, but the barmaid was stressed out of box, man. She was, she was yeah. on herself. On herself. And um, demands were being made. Who's the the bar? toilets were obviously extremely busy as usual in the cubicles, so I had to use the ladies' toilets at one point. <laughs> That's how busy it was. And uh, um, is she nice, barmaid? Just asking for. Never met her, I couldn't tell you. Some colour? Young? Old? Couldn't tell you. Oh, yeah, old. Old. That's nice, but, so um, That was a good night. And then Hemingway's has been there for what, 20 years now? Do they still have that? What? It's been there a good while, that pub, yeah. It's done well, isn't it? And what's that like? Yeah. Uh, well, we, we call it the pirate ship. Is that, is that a joke that I'm supposed to get? Yeah, because basically any time people are coming out here, they're swaying from left to right like that. Yes! So it's like a pirate ship. And did you add to that myth? Oh, it's ridiculous. Anyway, we, we came out of there about half twelve, quarter to one, then I waited 45 minutes for a taxi. Um, yeah. And I was the first person in the taxi rank full time. So no taxis in how? Taxis are a shambles. No, same as Dublin. Can I get a taxi for love the money? Because they're all working for Amazon. No. And the taxi driver I got was the angriest guy in the world. So loving it. There you go. All the rest of the lads had to walk at him. Poor Mike had to walk it to Motherwell. Did he? Barry to walk at him. Stephen to walk it. They didn't far to go the same. Stephen went to or what is Ludlow and Mike work went to or Motherwell? Jeez. Mike could have walked tomorrow by just up the road. God, if just driven over for a few hours, he could just give you a lift up the road as well, can he? There we go. There we go. I mean, There's yeah. a gap in the market there. 
Remember you, Mikey? Did you get on it a bit? No, I, listen. No, I don't have any right. mates in Cumbernauld, so. <laughs> <laughs> Quite pleased to just go home and uh, I Relax. keep it low key. The highlight of my trip was obviously Martin Henry getting me a ticket for Celtic St Johnson on Christmas Eve, and that was that was enough excitement and fun, and for me. And then topped it off quite nicely back in London yesterday uh, at the pub. So that was my kind of Christmas, my Christmas drinks. That was having a great time. Yeah, it was good. So, but Cumberland nightlife is um, sounds worse than, than Hamilton's, to be honest. Hamilton, to be honest, Hamilton sounded fantastic to me. I'm, I'm really jealous. I really wanted to be there. Like I, 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 I mean, I'm quite happy to fly home for a night out with dogs. Just, just uh, make sure you go home early and don't wait in a taxi. Was Benny quickly there? No. More about my little stuff for that. Was there any guys there? No. No? Just place for Holy Cross. There you go. There you go. So, so we've done ourselves justice. I'm sorry for not asking you on yesterday, but that's just those are the breaks. You're not forgiven. We're <laughs> not forgiven, and uh, yeah, well, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this month. I'm really looking forward to seeing these new players and seeing how we continue to change. And yeah, Rangers games, Rangers game. We have to look at it and call it how we we are. But again, we're nine points clear. Draw, yeah, sitting good. Sitting good and. There's lots of good stuff coming down there. Down there. Hopefully, if, hopefully. If they make, sorry, I know we're, we're right off, but if they make the League Cup final and so do we, there might be a Celtic Rangers game quicker than you think. Right on. Oh, you got yourself Enjoy. down for that, Dan? Are you going to go? To the semi final or the final? Semi final. Somebody I know is going to the semi final. No, it's not me. Well, I've told everybody, Mikey Dahl, I have told everybody, I, I hate my wife, I, next Champions League I'm going. So Dan, buckle up, we're going again. Nah, I'm not going to be again. Oh, come on, I'm a, I'm a responsible, I'm not only a responsible adult in the crowd. No, that was torture, man, I'm still going to edit. <laughs> Are you coming with us, Mikey? I'll go for you and get me a ticket, Paul. I'm not going to, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not going to a European city. To watch Celtic and then end up just watching a pub. Uh, I, I would need guaranteed tickets. Well, I like... love Celtic, but I'm not. I just that's not my idea of a good time. I'm afraid. Okay, so we'll work on that for you. <laughs> Mike, Mike, I've never, I've never seen as many happy people in my life in Madrid. Having a time in their life and not one of them had tickets in that square. I just tell everybody else, but you got a ticket? No, nope. but I couldn't care less. You got a ticket? No, nope. but I couldn't care less. Honestly. I think, anyway. I think it's because I always miss out on tickets. It's just I get fixated on it. This, this trip won't be a success unless you've got a ticket, Mikey. It's more a personal thing rather than. Yeah, Mikey's had a few. Mikey's had a few near misses. Paul's got the contacts, Aye. he'll get you tickets. I've got Stephen for a ticket for the rugby. So we're going to Gloucester a couple of weeks' time and Stephen phoned up and said, I'll come over. So Stephen's come to meet me in Gloucester. It's fantastic. Three minutes later, I got my ticket. Boom, boom. <sighs> I was well happy with that. Then he done, he done the wee brother things. Like, I'll send you money over. Stephen, don't bother. Don't bother, son. <laughs> I've got you covered. <laughs> Pay me when you see me. Pay me when you see me. Pay me when you see me. 
Well, I appreciate it, lads. I love talking to you. It's good fun. And we're getting loads of other people listening to us, which is fantastic. And hopefully people don't agree with us or agree with us. But again, let me move on. And Celtic is always interesting. And uh, yeah, I'm delighted uh, Dan got to docks to, to see the young team. And uh, Mikey got a few, a few jars yesterday with his, or two days ago with his, uh, the boys as well. And Martin Kane saying he's coming on and Stephen phoned as well. So Stephen wants to get back on. And apparently Lidlow's li- listening to the podcast, Dan. Did you hear that? He likes listening to it not for the football but for the funny, the funny uh, stories. So there you go. This podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't know what he's talking about. I think he maybe. I think he just maybe nice. Does that mean? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic! So thanks everyone for listening. Thank you, Mikey Dahl, and thanks Dan. And uh, we'll speak to you next couple of days as well. Cheers. Cheers, bye.